Hey neighbors, Adam here, and I'm excited to tell you about something we're doing with the show. This summer, My Neighbors Are Dead is taking you to the northern woods of Michigan to Camp Whitlow Lake for My Neighbors Are Dead Summer Camp Massacre, a fully improvised multi-episode summer camp slasher. Join us as we piece together exactly what happened at Camp Whitlow Lake by bringing back some all-time favorite guests and introducing you to some new voices we're sure you're going to love. And if you haven't checked it out, we have spanking new artwork for the series available on t-shirts and other merch for sale at TeePublic or the Campfire Media website. Just go to www.wearecampfire.media and click shop. Join us all summer long for My Neighbors Are Dead presents Summer Camp Massacre starting June 22nd. And now, on to the show. Back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and this is a show that's shaping up to be like no other. For the past several weeks, I have been in the woods in northern Michigan at Camp Whitlow Lake trying to get to the bottom or at least have a better understanding of a series of grisly camp-related murders. I've been talking to people from all over the town, all over the camp, uh, people who've been affected by this tragedy, but really... Kind of the linchpin that brings this whole thing together is the camper Chad. Chad, who's been killing just in the most brutal of fashion, young campers who probably don't deserve it. And I didn't really think I was going to get a chance to talk to him. I know I had said in some episodes I was hoping to, but deep down, folks, I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was going to. It was kind of a pipe dream. And then at my hotel, I received a package at at the front desk telling me to, to come to Ron's Party Pack. There's a party store in town here called Ron's Party Pack. And I've come up here and I'm thinking that this is from Chad. So with any luck, Chad's going to be here. I'm kind of standing in the parking lot right now, and uh, so far, nobody. It's just me, but I don't know why anybody would send a bag of stuff to my room and tell me to meet him here and not show up. So I'm hoping that uh, that Chad's going to be here soon. And but hang on, there's some rustling in the bushes over there. Uh, oh, oh, Jesus. Holy cow. Oh, you scared that raccoon in the bush. Oh, my God. I uh, Wait a minute. Hang on. Chad, is that... Yeah. Chad? Hey, there's my guy. It is you. Oh, my God, Chad. I First off, let me tell you, I am terrified beyond belief, but I am also so excited to talk to you. I, 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 thanks for doing this. I think I know exactly what you're thanking me for, and, buddy, let me tell you, it was my pleasure. Well, Chad, I immediately think we're talking about the wrong thing, but... I I don't even know where to begin, Chad. Why have you done what you've done here before? I well, this- you know, I just thought uh, I, I kind of seen you around town talking to people, and mm-hmm. uh, it's very clear that you know you you have an interest. And I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna talk to the guy, see what's up. Seems like maybe that's what he'd like to do. So I don't know why'd I do it. I guess uh, good nature. Admittedly, Chad, I have to admit you are way more jovial and just comfortable being out in the open more so than I thought I would be because a lot of people are looking for you and upset with you. Upset with me? Yeah, you killed a bunch of kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I guess the real question here is why? Why did you do this, Chad? Because you brought so much... Come on, Adam. You know why? Why does anybody do what they do? Why? Why? Why do you kill people? You know, I we don't all, uh, kill people. 
Right. Right. Yeah. No, I don't. I yeah. don't. Sure. No, me neither. <laughs> well, no. See, I like. I, I again. Uh, I I do appreciate you you taking the time because you know I would love to hear your side of the story, but. I, I haven't because I, I don't laugh when I say I don't kill people because I, I haven't killed anybody and I don't I, I certainly don't plan to. Right. Kill well, anybody. no one kills anybody until they get caught, you know, and, and I think that's where I, uh, I I think that's where I've started to depart from sort of the mainstream a little bit is, uh, you know, I left I left too much behind and uh, I took I took too much pleasure in it, Adam. And, and yeah, people got my name now and that's just how it is. But. Sooner or later, that's just the path of a killer. You know, they're gonna they're gonna find your bones. They're gonna find whatever you're hiding in your little jars, or uh, cuddling up to late at night, and then you're gonna go down same as me. So I figured, why not have a conversation about it? You know, talk about it with people. Well, I don't know how this is going to end, Chad. I don't know if this is gonna be a shootout with the police. I don't know if you're going to just disappear into some sort of, you know, ether into some other dimensional part of the universe but let's while we have this time together let's if you don't mind try to get people to understand your mindset because you know so far this has been a one-sided narrative you you killed a bunch of people and a lot of people were affected by it mostly for the negative so you were a camper at whitlow lake so yeah that seems yeah so why why the turn why the turn into into just bloodlust and murder the turn yes i'm not i'm not really sure what you mean by that um i think you know we all draw closer to that day Mm -hmm. all of us do and uh you know you're talking about a day you decide to murder somebody the day that you do it the day you do it you know and i know it's different for everyone it's kind of like the first time you kiss somebody where you're like i know this is ooh, i want it you know but i'm nervous sure you know like you've when you've kissed somebody oh sure i i remember my first kiss Great. And that's what I'm talking about. And and I'm sure you remember your first kill, too. And the, and the thing about it is that you don't know really until you're doing it what you're doing. You know, you're like, I know I want this. Uh, my adrenaline is spiking. I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's going to feel good because something in my body is telling me, like, you, this is it. This is the person. And the next thing you know, you know, you've done it. And you're like, wow, I did it. And I think it was bad. <laughs> Because you don't know what you're doing the first time. No one does. Well, I think all of that is true for me regard in regards to kissing a girl. Oh, okay. We got had, a natural killer over here. Well, no, I'm not a killer because I, I did have all those feelings about kissing. And, you know, like I, I was so excited by it. And I, I knew that I knew love that even kissing. If, I love it. It's the best. And even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. You know, like I mean, it can be pretty bad. Sure. It can be bad, of course. And look, I'm I'm not saying that the girls I mean. You've been stuck in a relationship with someone who just had no idea how to kiss. And you're like, dang, I got to be kissing on this person. Ah, grumble, grumble. And then, you know, two, three months of that, you kill him. Well, see, I, I, I don't know what that's like because I've been lucky enough to any relationship that I've been in. She's always been a good kisser. Oh, wow. That is lucky. But again, you know, I've had those feelings that you're describing for kissing. Now, I... I would be lying if I said the thought had never popped into my head, like, oh, I could just kill that person, not the girl I'm I'm in a relationship with, but anybody, you know, you're driving down the street and you see somebody like, God, I could just kill that person. But 
those feelings yeah. that you associate with kissing, the anticipation, the excitement, the desire, the 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 nerves, I don't have that with killing because it, it's always like I shouldn't do this. But you don't have that. Wait, 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 wait. So you're hold on now. You're saying for real, for real? Like I get it, none of us have ever killed anybody. But you're saying like for real, for real. You've never killed anybody? I've never killed anybody. Oh, Adam. Oh, to be where you are. And so get to experience that first time all over again. Oh, this is I'm something jealous you enjoy. Of you. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous. You you know, here's what you're going to do. You you know, you, you, you think, oh, I could never, you know, I'm never going to find the right person, yada, yada. <laughs> and you want the first time to be special. You do. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to, yeah, Adam, you're going to find somebody and you just, you're going to, it's all you're going to be able to think about is seeing what their insides look like. You know, burying their bones somewhere special where no one can find them but you. You know, what trophies are you going to take? Uh, how are you going to do what, What's your weapon of choice? Do you want to use any toys? That sort of thing. And then, Adam, here's the thing I need to tell you is everything you're going to be feeling is going to be perfectly natural. Okay? Yeah. And just like kissing, you know, just like kissing, you got to be prepared for it to be weird and bad. Maybe the first couple of times you're going to feel like, ah, am I doing this right? Right, but right. at the end of the day, you know, it's just it's just part of who you are. And after that first time, it gets so much easier. But that it's special. It's special. Uh, so let's, you know, not that I'm trying to defend what you've done or what you're being accused of doing, but and what you're going to do. Well, I don't know that I'm going to. But again, you know what? I, I try to re- I try to keep an open mind here on the show, Chad, and I want to keep that going here. So I'm not going to I'm not going to completely write it off. But there's it's probably it's probably not going to happen. You know, I, I don't I think mean, that's in Adam. Come on. You're obsessed. I'm not. A, I'm, I was obsessed with talking with you. Yes, I, I would you love talk to, to talk to people with you. who have been next to death all the time. It's like I, your favorite thing to do. I well, I don't love it. I think I just I'm fascinated with it, and I yeah. I, I think people should should have their their stories told. I think that's the thing I'm fascinated with. Is that? But don't you want to make a story? You know, doesn't doesn't some part of you want to be like, ooh, I want to be the boogeyman? You know, doesn't that doesn't that get you a little hard? I mean, it doesn't get me hard. I, but. I don't know, Chad. I mean, I kind of thought that's what I've been doing this whole time, isn't it? Like bringing these stories to people who listen and yeah, it's, it feels like it's going to be enough for now. You know, same with me. Yeah, you start you start on animals, or uh, you 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 construct um, elaborate frescoes of your yeah your fantasies, and well, and it it sure it takes some of the edge off, but that's it's not what you need. You want to put someone's uvula into a little sack. And, and take it around with you, you know? Well, let's um, let's try to understand that a little better. Again, I'm not a psychologist, but we know so many. We know Voorhees, Myers, Kruger. They're, you know. It, Great. And, and guess what, Adam? They're all killers. They are all killers, but I don't think we understand. Just you know, like the rest of us. So what was your childhood like, though? Were you were you a normal kid, quote unquote, yeah, normal kid? Yeah, of course. I mean. Perfectly what, normal childhood. Okay, what was what was it like for you? What I mean, because I loved riding my bike. I loved playing with Legos. You know, what what was your childhood like? Me too. I loved those things too. Uh, I was a big a big Lego fan for sure. I built you yeah. know all kinds of elaborate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like any kid. I spent a lot of time in the basement hiding from my father. Okay. Um, All right. Here we go. I went to school maybe two three days a week, mm-hmm. just like any kid. Uh, went to bed a lot. 
just for most of my life, I would say. Well, just like any kid. I mean, very normal, kind of easygoing childhood. Ate a lot of blue box mac and cheese. Uh, was afraid to go to the kitchen, though. So, you know, crunching on it, eating it raw. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to that. Why, why were you afraid of your dad? And did that have anything to do with you being afraid to go into the kitchen? Yeah. Well, my dad hung out in the kitchen a lot, you know. Um, and uh, so that was kind of like a no-no zone mm-hmm. in our house. Me and my, uh, my other brothers, we all knew not to kind of go up there when dad was having one of his fits. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he was an angry man. You know, sure. I think all fathers are angry because to bring a life into the world, Adam, I mean, you can ugh, you feel how unnatural that feels. I, you know, sure. It's like I mean, kind of the opposite of what we should be doing. So you're taking a hardline stance is that murder is better than 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 conception. Yeah. I mean, look, there, I know the the debate. There's I, I don't really follow politics. I know there's a lot of people out there who are pro-life and there's a lot of people out there who are pro-choice. And I think my, my option falls more on the anti-life option. So you're some sort of like new third category that we haven't really explored yet. I guess so. I, I mean, I don't really know what the other two things mean, but they don't sound like things I would like. So your dad, I mean, I guess I don't mean to keep, you know, kicking a dead horse here, but it seems like that's the that's that uh, that could be the key to all of this. Your your relationship with your father was your father physically abusive, mentally abusive. I mean, same, you know, same as any dad. He uh, yeah, he pitted uh, me and my brothers against each other um, mm-hmm. for his entertainment, uh, made us fight. You know, he uh, had us watch him butcher animals that he had captured in the neighborhood and yeah. feed, you know, parts of them to us. You know, um, I think and, you know, those experiences shape you as a kid. You remember those things. How and, could you uh, not? Yeah. But, um, I, and I suppose if I were ever to have a child somehow, I would, uh, I would do those same things to them. It's just kind of like a long lineage of, uh, being a human being. Again, Chad, I, I can't stress enough that I think what you have done is it's terrible and you've really, you've blown up a lot of people's lives, but I think I would be, I would be very, I thank you. Yeah. No, it's not a compliment. I think I would be very, uh, I would not have a lot of empathy if I didn't consider you a victim as well. And I don't know if. Oh, no, no. You don't see yourself as a victim. No, 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 no. What? Absolutely not. Well, you know, I didn't have a great relationship with my father, but he never made me watch him kill an animal and then feed parts of it to me after he was done with it. You know, mostly we just kind of got into arguments about X, Y or Z. So that just feels a little extreme to me. I don't know. Well, it's kind of the same. You think it's? I mean, the same? I would. Yeah, I, I would. I would go so far as to say you and I led basically the same childhood. I, I would hope that would be the case, but I. I mean, I think we're pretty much the same, top to bottom. I mean, you're taller than me. I'm much taller than you. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm short. I'm a little guy. You are a little, and you're incredibly. You look strong, which is. Oh yeah, very strong. To do some like things freakishly that you've done. strong. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think it takes a lot to you know remove a limb from a corpse and yeah. a torso or whatever. And you, you seem to do that with ease with the regular kitchen knife too. I'm not using any special tools here, Adam. I mean, this is it right here. Look at it. Like this yeah. is just a very ordinary run of the mill pampered chef. And you don't even have it like in a, in a sheath or anything. No, no, no. I mean, I have that little plastic thing 
you know, that they come in, but I, oh, sure, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I use it so much that it'd be a hassle to take it in and out. Do you like what, do you like this life? Do you like murdering kids and cutting them up and forming oh, yeah. topographical? Do you like this? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, well, I don't know. Like is a strong, I mean, you have a passion for it, right? You know, I, why does I, a bus driver like to kill people? You know, why does a surgeon kill people? Why does, uh, you know, why does the mailman get up every morning, rain, sleet, snow, to kill people? I think right. it's it's a passion. It's a passion. Well, I do think those people have those, they have passion for those professions. I don't think you do, you know, certainly you don't, you're not a mail carrier or a bus driver because you want, it's not glamorous by any stretch, but I do think it's, hey, I have a job, I have a family, I need to do the thing I need to do to take care of the family. It's just the killing part that I think there's some sort of, just wires are getting crossed. Um, I'm not sure I follow, but uh, okay. So why why Whitlow Lake? You know, you said you practice on animals. Your dad made you watch him kill animals. So why did you wait till you got to camp to start doing this? Or did you not? Was there something before this that maybe people don't know about? Yeah, um, I think, you know, well, my first time was at camp. Mm-hmm. Um, killing. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I just wanted it to be, you know, I was thinking about how I would do it, where I would do it, you know, because I, I was getting to a point where I was like, I just, whew, I, I, I need this. I need it. Um, and I, I, you know, I had my, some of my best times at camp. Camp was a, a, a safe place for me. Yeah. When I was growing up, I would do the sleepaway part of it. Sure. And oh, um, yeah. nothing kept me out of the house longer than that. Yeah. So... I thought, you know, I'm going to go back and, and recreate some good memories there. Maybe make some new ones. And, and you uh, think that you did. You think that you I think I did. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a... I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out and say it. I'm a coward. <laughs> I'm not trying to well. kill, like, a grown person. You never... You know, you're walking down the street. You don't know who that is. That could be, like, a judo master. Sure. Or uh, prob- more likely another killer. And y- so you want to get... Um, you want to get like a kid, someone, someone who can't really fight back. Um, yeah, would be great. Sleeping people make are great. You know, sleeping makes people very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, people who are, you know, making out in the woods or having sex, they don't know what's going on. Very no. nice, very easy. Sure. Um, once people pull up off the side of the road and they turn the car off, take the keys out of the ignition, very vulnerable. They're basically in a cage. If you ever feel safe in a car, why? You're just, you're literally sitting in a cage made of glass, you know, unless that wow. thing is in motion, <laughs> I'm coming. So <laughs> I think it's, that is a very terrifying thing to think about that, you know, because the image that jumped into my head, Chad, is that you think of a shark cage when people are in the ocean in a shark cage watching great whites and usually the great white doesn't get to them, but you're suggesting that this whole world is an ocean and you're a predator in it just looking to get through somebody's cage. Look, yeah, Adam, I love that. I love that you're getting in the mindset of it now. Yes, there are predators like you and me, and there are prey yeah. like everybody else. I'm I'm not a predator. I, I just like I'm not a killer. Well, right, I'm not. not yet. Well, I I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think I derive the same Adam, Adam, joy Adam, out Adam, of Adam, 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 Adam. I never thought it would happen. You know, people. And and here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to you, Adam, and I need you to internalize it because I know you're going through a lot and you're feeling out of feelings. Yeah, you are strong and capable, mm-hmm. and you are worthy of a kill. I see. I okay? want you deserve I, it. 
I like that, but can we point it that out? It is owed you? to you, Adam. Well, nobody owes me It anything. is owed to you, and you are going to take it one day. See, I think that's where I, I just can't get on board with it. Because, again, I'm not trying to be combative here or be, you know, contrarian. I, I just, I don't, I don't have that feeling. And I think it may be, again, not to tell you what to do with your life, but I think, boy, what if you just pointed that energy and learned to play the oboe? Or what if you learned or pointed that energy and learned to play, you know, chess, becoming a chess master or something? I just feel like there's so many other ways for you to go down. I mean, that's ridiculous. That just sounds crazy. You know, no one and no one's walking up to LeBron and saying like, dang, but what if you had taken up the cello? You know? I, yeah, you're right. But well, I mean, and I'm I not guess- saying I'm like, I'm not the LeBron James of killing. I know better killers. So. But I mean, you are you are pretty good at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm great at it. So what do you derive out Did of it? Did you see then? the map? I made that <laughs> made that body of a map. You I saw did. That. I, well, I, I, I've heard about it, yeah, and people uh, have seen it. Oh, you want to see it? I don't because I think, you know, a lot of people were traumatized by this. Certainly the parents. I mean, certainly the kids that were that had become the map. So like, But not you. No, but this is really, uh, this is negative for a lot of people. Right, but not you, though. Well, I mean, yes, because I, I don't want to see anybody going through anything bad. So I think that would be a negative thing for me. Hmm. Okay, I guess there's like a disconnect here. I'm not really sure what it is. Well, ex- but, so uh, help me learn this or help me help me help me understand this. What do you get out of it? Like, you know, I know when I play, let's say LeBron plays a great game of basketball. I'm sure he goes home and he feels fulfilled. You know, he he gets some happiness out of it because he made his teammates happy and proud and he did the best for his team and, the, and his city. What do you get out of this murder? Topographical map murder. What do you get out of it? Okay, that's a great question. Um, see, and so what, what LeBron is feeling is, and I know what he's feeling because mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm excellent at empathy, okay? He is feeling victory. That's sure. the taste. It's, it's a sustenance of life. And that's what killing's about too, you know? I, 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 I get somebody, they're uh, taking a leak, whistling, got their headphones on, uh, on the trail. Mm-hmm. They're not looking around behind them. I come up behind them, wham, you know, smack them in the back of the head. They yeah. go down. They're dazed, but they can still feel everything. And I start hacking them, you know, to pieces, turn sure, them, maybe sure. turn, turn them into something cool. Um, and in that moment, I win. You know, I am more alive than them. And, and life yeah. is a zero-sum game, Adam. You know, like, every, for every life that I take, I am more alive. What about the people who you didn't kill who have been affected by this? What do you have to say to them? Like, you know, the people at Poughkeepsie's or the other counselors or... I know. love Poughkeepsie's, by the way. It's a great little bar. It's a cool bar. They have something every night of the week. I like American Idol night. I... I... I think it's great. I can't sing, but I, I love. I would love to go watch. I love singing. You know what? Bars also a great place to look for people because drunk people also very vulnerable. Easy to kill. Yeah, I wait. You know, a guy is like pissing himself drunk. <laughs> he can't fight you back. Why? Well, can't I do mean, anything. No, I, I certainly that's the that's that's a different level of drunk pissing yourself drunk because that's not just a few beers. That's definitely like. Yeah, and you have a problem. Sure, yeah. yeah, and that person might need help. Well, they definitely do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They need help when I get her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it really is, I mean, uh, you really do 
get something out of this. And I, I'm just fascinated by this because it sounds like from a layman's perspective that maybe you're doing this to either combat slash impress your father who was abusive to you and your brothers when you were a kid. But the way you're describing it is it's just something you like doing. It's, I'm telling you, there's a bunch of us. More people are killers than you think. And the thing is, is like, you don't really know until they get caught. You never see an interview on the news where someone's like, yeah, I knew it. You know? Yeah. No one's like, they're like, man, how did it feel to live next door to the, the Daytona Beach body blaster? You know? And, and the guy in the interview is like, oh, I knew it was him. I lived next door to him. He was a freak. No one says that. They're all like, I didn't know. Well, because I mean, what's, know. what's your relation? Do you have a relationship with the Daytona Beach body blaster? Because that's a pretty, I mean, I feel like, you know, birds of a feather. I mean, sure. Yeah. We frequented the same, you know, online forums. Yeah. Shared recipes with each other and whatnot. But so there is a community. There is a community where killers conceivably, you know, it's like that little painted dogs playing poker, but it's Myers, Voorhees, Kruger. They're all sitting around playing blackjack or, you know, poker. Look, Adam, when a non-killer walks around, everyone they see, they think to themselves, oh, this is not a killer. Like mm-hmm. me. Everyone's like me. That's the delusion that they live in. Everybody's like me. But you and me and all the other killers out there, we know that that's not true. Okay. Because we know that nine times out of ten when you walk by someone on the street, boom, you're saluting a fellow killer. It's finding the prey that is the hard part. I don't, I really, I don't want to kill anybody, Chad. And I don't know. you need it. I don't need it. It's not, it's not even a question of want. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Well. It's a need. It's not like, like, you know, I don't want to eat. I don't want to breathe. I have to. Well, th- I guess that kind of leads me to this. My next question, because the town is clearly upset, but I think maybe some sense of normalcy is, is starting to settle back in here. What are your yeah. plans? I mean, oh, I know are... they're mad. I know. Yeah. I know they're mad. And I think I think the reason that they're mad is that I'm I I'll admit it. I have a tendency to go a little over the top. I would say I'm a, I'm a bit flamboyant. I like leaving my bodies around. Sure. You know. You think the thousands of people that go missing every year, they're just, they just up and walked away? Uh, no, I'm sure no. that they've met some kind of grizzly These are, Yes, of course they have. There's millions of killers with restraint. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I admit it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going a little hard. So you know, what but that, you... I've, I've discovered a joy in that, too. You know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know. Like, there's people who paint for fun in their houses. Sure, yeah. And then there's, like... You got your Van Goghs who are, people need to see that shit. And that's, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to brag. I, you know, now I've compared myself to one of the greatest impressionists of all time and well, the goat of basketball in one conversation. I, well, don't do that to yourself. It's not like you're going to compare yourself to, like, if you're going to compare yourself to a basketball player, of course you're always going to pick somebody great like LeBron or Michael Jordan or, you know, Kevin Durant. You're never going to pick somebody like, you know, Darko Milicic or, you know, sure. Lamar Odom or something like that. Or White Mamba. Sure, White Mamba, yeah. Or Kobe Bryant. No, I would I would compare myself to Right, Kobe but Bryant. I mean like I would say yeah, like you're going to yeah, you would compare yourself to Kobe Bryant but not right. the White Mamba. Right, exactly. Yeah. Chad, not to go against your own self-interest and I don't want you to think I'm trying to to get you into like I'm trying to trap you into doing anything here, but what are some signs that people can look out for because this town is very destroyed by what you've done? 
and I'm not here to pass judgment on it. Oh, I don't good think or so. bad. I well, I mean, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I guess, and it's all kind of a subjective thing. So, what are some signs? Sure. And symptoms I mean, the that camp. Sure, camp. Camp's got a different kind of a visitor now, right? You know. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think I've changed the town for the better, um, but destroyed it. That's that's tough. That's a tough word. I don't like that actually. Um, you know, would you have come here? If I hadn't had done the things that I had done? Probably not. No. no. Yeah. You never would have heard of this place. I, I, I'm certain that I wouldn't have. Yeah. And look but, at you now. You're going to the bars. You're meeting all the people in town. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. I, mean I, I created relationships. I made a story here where there was nothing. Well, I'm not. I don't want to say that I. And that's why I make the maps. You take something dead, something awful that needs to be destroyed, like a teenage boy, and you, you turn them into something. You know, you turn him into a, a victory, a moment of joy, a lasting story. What was that kid going to grow up to be? Probably nothing. Scientist, doctor, lawyer. Exactly. Doctor. Nothing. A nothing person. So, you know, I took that and I, I made it into something beautiful, something that people respect, something that people like you came here to connect with me over. And that's how we find kindred spirits like you and me. Chad. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think I, I think I want to end this because there's a small part of me that's starting to think you're making some sense. And I, I don't want to I don't want to explore that part of me. You know what I mean? Hey, Adam. Yeah. Let the sun in, man. Just pull the blinds back. You know what I mean? Just let it all in. And you'll see so clearly. I want well, you to have this. Here, well, Chad. What's? I want what, you to take my knife. No, I can't. No, that's a murder weapon. Just go Chad. ahead. I, just no, go on. I just take it, buddy. I can't do You're it. You're damn it's, right it is. You're damn right it is, weapon. and that's and why I want I you to have it. I don't want to get my fingerprints on it. I don't. I really don't want anything. I probably should. Oh come be on. To you. Like you know. You can wipe it down. I, I tell you, what, leave it on this parking block right here. And if I right here, yeah, leave it on that one. And okay. if, uh, when we and leave it there. And if I if it's gone when you come back, if you come back, just assume that I took it. I think you're gonna take it, Chad. I gotta know. What's next for you? What's what's the rest of the year looking like for you? Because you've really like um, kind of been a yeah paying yourself into a corner here. Well, you know the fall always sucks because that's camp ends, and uh, yeah, that's rough for me. So probably gonna I don't know go back to work at the Staples for uh, for the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, try to last on the pictures I've taken, the trophies I have. Um, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. pick off a hitchhiker here and there. Oh boy. I don't know. Maybe I'll travel. Maybe I'll do some I, traveling. Would you just always, in, at least entertain the thought of turning yourself into the police? For what? For what purpose? It's a murder. To do more murdering. No, no, now, no. That's to, interesting. No, to not do more murder. To to not murder. Anything. To turn to turn myself into the police to not do more murders. That is correct. Yes. Why? I'm I, what I again, not to tell you how to live your life. I really try not to do that on here, but I try to, I try to be as understanding and uh, is, is accepting of people's decisions as I can. But I, I think this one might be bad. The turning myself in thing. No, that's a good idea. I think he, continuing to, Adam, I'm people. having trouble following. You're talking yourself into circles here and I, uh, I, I don't know where you're going with it, but I do wish you the best of luck. Well, I'm very afraid, so I, I am sorry if I am doing that. I'm just, I'm very scared right now because you, you just, I take this with a, if this is a compliment, 
I think. Hey, you it's always terrifying. tough meeting your idols. I'm, you know, it's yeah. weird. It's tough. I but, hope you don't think I came up here because I, I admire you and that I wanted to be like you. Nah, I think I see that. I, I see uh, that no. pretty clearly. And hey, let me tell you something, Adam. You don't have to be intimidated or starstruck by me because look at me. Look, we're more alike than you think. Well, you Chad, I, I started been... just the way you did. And look at me now. We've been talking for we've been talking for 30 minutes, and I think it's probably best if we just end it, because if I'm with you any longer and if anybody sees us together, there is a good chance that I'm going to be at least questioned by the police. And I, I, I don't want no, to. No, you don't want away. that. You don't want that. Well, Chad, uh, please don't kill any more people. Camp's supposed to be a nice thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, just I, I hope everything works out for you. And by that, All I right. mean turning yourself into the police and going to, to prison for a very long time. And you, you, hey, you keep on keeping on. Enjoy that first one, man. I'm so jealous again. And is that your, that's your car over there? That is my car. It's a rental. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So if I see it again, I'll know it's not you in there. Uh, pr- probably, yeah. Okay, great. Good. Uh, Chad, first time I've, this is great. I, for the show, I think it's great. For me personally, I'm going to have to do a lot of soul searching when we get out of here. But Chad, best of luck. You got it. And hey, you can keep that bag, too. Uh, what is it? The uvulas. I gotta go. Thank you so much for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I've been your host, Adam Peacock. The show was produced by myself with Nate DeFort and edited by Nate DeFort. Original music was done by Jesse Case, along with Dane Halverson, and our original artwork was done by Mark Nishan. I want to thank our old buddy Alan Linick for coming by and helping us round out our summer camp massacre. Uh, he was a great Chad. There was really, uh, I don't think anybody else who, who could have done it. He is on the podcast, the Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show and you want to support us, please like and subscribe. And if you'd like to donate to the show, you can find us on patreon.com at My Neighbors Are Dead. Follow us on Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you next week. Hello, listeners of My Neighbors Are Dead. Are you ready for a creepy promo? My name is Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I am not a fan of true crime. Every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and boy, they are a lot. Some of them are famous. Some of them are weirdly under the radar, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. How does that make you feel, Nikki? Nervous. Are you ready to hear a story? No. Too bad. Here comes Muriel's Murders. Join us every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. Campfire.